Hey guys, Bud here from ACC Media Day. This is just a very quick little couple thoughts, a uh, little micro podcast before I get on the airplane. Um, ACC Media Day in the books. Florida State brought up Mike Norvell, obviously, Mackenzie Milton, Jordan Travis, and Jermaine Johnson. You know, I thought overall it was uh, it was an interesting uh, week. Also had the Texas and Oklahoma news break, which was pretty <laughs> pretty wild to see uh, if that actually comes to fruition. Jim Phillips, the new ACC commissioner, started out with a rather disappointing opening statement, and then he was very engaging uh, as a Q&A uh, ensued. Had a lot of interesting thoughts on topics that I'll get into with Ingram. Uh, but the opening one, I, I, well, first of all, the opening topic I want to talk about for, for this little microcast is that our, our thoughts and prayers are, are with Bobby Bowden and the Bobby Bowden and, and, and the Bowden family. Um, you know, he announced he has a terminal condition. I know Chris Nee of Knowles 24-7 spoke with Mark Richt and E.J. Manuel about that. You can head on over to the site if you want to see more. But you know, our, obviously our, our thoughts and prayers are, are, are with Bobby and his family. And he's in some articles he's spoken that you know he's at peace. Uh, so uh, still, still terrible. Um, so I do want to talk about, and there's no really easy way to transition into this, I'll, I'll thank our sponsors real quickly. Legendary Hot, or, excuse me, Legendary Home Loans, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Congruity, and Madison Social. They allow us to be a great podcast. We very much appreciate it and uh, continue to bring out you guys quality audio content. So, Jim Phillips talked about how there were uh, more than half of the teams are already at the 85% vaccination threshold, which will allow them not to likely forfeit games this fall and they don't have to follow certain protocols if they're above the threshold. And he also said there were a couple other teams who were close. Unfortunately, uh, I have learned that FSU is not one of those teams who is close to the vaccination threshold. They, uh, they're actually perhaps the team that other teams in the league uh, are most worried about. And that's disappointing. Uh, obviously, you know, they doesn't mean they won't get there. Doesn't mean they can't get there. But uh, I think they are concerned enough to have to bring in Myron Roll uh, late last week to talk to the team about getting vaccinated. And Mike Morvell spoke about that. Uh, and he said, hey, let's, you know, some guys decided that is something they want to do going forward. And, uh, you know, obviously he wants the team to get vaccinated, but said it was a personal choice. And, you know, it's also a personal choice to lose games and forfeit games if you don't get vaccinated. You can cost your team that. And, uh, you know, just just kind of <laughs> one of those things. It was interesting the just the language he used. He said they're getting closer. Other other guys said, hey, we're, we're close. We're almost there. Mike Norrell said they're getting closer. That's sort of a, a, a statement of directionality. There's no way you can get further away because you can't get unvaccinated. So certainly anybody else or anytime anybody gets vaccinated, you're getting closer to the goal. But I do not believe FSU is one of those teams that is close to the goal. And in fact, as I said, um, I have reason to believe that they are the one that the other schools are, are the most worried about, which is just, which is disappointing. I spoke to Mackenzie Milton and Jermaine Johnson uh, about that. And uh, they really didn't, you know, they, they're, they're not like vocally pushing for teammates to get vaccinated. And that was the stark contrast, honestly, um, to what other players from other programs said. I spoke to Bubba Bolden, the Miami safety, and 
you know, he said, look, initially I was against it, and then I learned more and decided to uh, to go ahead and get it. You know, he acknowledged that he, even though he thinks what happened to NC State was quote political BS, he still said, hey, we're like we're trying to win a championship, and uh, we don't want that to happen to us. Not going to dwell on that too long because I think there's plenty of time for FSU to go ahead and make up ground there. But it, you know, it was kind of that's probably the main takeaway that you would have just from. Uh, being here talking to the FSU guys and then comparing and contrasting that to some other programs out there. So I, I don't think they're in a great place compared to the rest of the league as far as as far as reaching that vaccination threshold. They probably need another, I don't know, it, well, I'm not, I'm not going to speculate on numbers. Another thing I note just as a general theme was the lack of unjustified bravado or, you know, braggadocio from the players this year. In prior years, you had guys who had come in, they had been recruited when FSU was winning a national title or had very recently won a national title or at least a conference title. And I think they had some kind of like fake feel like they had to go in and say, hey, we're going to win the league this year. None of these guys are making any kind of comments about winning the league this year. It doesn't mean they're saying, ho-hum, we hope we can just make a bowl game. They're just very much focused on on the process and and talking about the process you know, I spoke with Jermaine Johnson. I was extremely impressed with Jermaine Johnson as an interview. I mean, just the guy is smart. He, he, he's a good communicator. He's He's got like NFL looking size. I know there's some coaches on this team who think he's going to be the best player on the team. And that's a compliment in itself. And he just had some really good answers for stuff. So I spoke about how Dan Lanning... Um, really sold him on, on Coach Mike Norvell. Dan Lanning is the Georgia defensive coordinator who obviously uh, coached with Mike Norvell, and so that would definitely help uh, some uh, to you know with that. But that's kind of how that went down. So that was great. Um, also, he actually, <laughs> in kind of a funny moment, he called Mike Nor- or Coach Mike Norvell and called, excuse me, instead of calling him Coach Norvell, which is what he normally calls him, he just called him Mike, which honestly didn't seem all, all that out of place because Jermaine Johnson you know, looks and talks like a guy who's been in the NFL for a while. He still has to go out there and play like it, but which is no, which is no easy step, but certainly has that maturity about him that some of these guys you break out uh, oftentimes have. I was a, a little bit less impressed with, with Mackenzie Milton with, with his thing. He just didn't really seem all that motivated. It's fine. You don't have to be motivated to talk all the time. I threw him a bit of a softball question, I thought, but one that you could take and run with if you want to expand your profile and, and kind of flex your your football uh, knowledge and get get some good mic time. I said, "Hey, what what, uh, what do you see that's similar about what Mike Norvell runs offensively to what you did at UCF under Heupel and Scott Frost? And, and what do you see is you know, different things that you had to learn and pick up?" And he basically just gave me a non-answer. He's like, "Yeah, there's you know there's things that are similar and things that are different, and uh, you know, really it's, it's you know it's just about learning the terminology." So. Um, not super motivated to answer it, just you know, really didn't seem crazy into it in, in our one-on-one session, but maybe, you know, who knows? Anything can happen. We all have, have off days, but it wasn't like the most dynamic uh, media performance. And then he gave some answers. Jordan Travis gave some answers that are that are pretty candid at this point, right? They you know, say, hey, yeah, like we're both supporting each other and, um, you know, good competition and making the team better and we feed off each other and things like that. But of course they're going to say that. Nobody, the media, nobody who is going to be brought by a team to media day. It's going to be like, hey, I hate the other guy's guts. I hope I beat him so bad in fall camp that he transfers. 
et cetera. So you're just not going to get uh, answers like that. Also, uh, another reporter tried to trick or tried to trip up Mike Norvell um, with a question, basically, hey, if you could only bring one offensive player to media day, who would it be? And Mike Norvell said, well, I'll answer that question when I, when, when that's the rule, basically, it was a waste of a question uh, because he wasn't going to answer that. All in all, uh, really good to get back up here and speak to sources in the league. I think we, we learned a lot of stuff that's going to help us with our coverage throughout the year, both uh, some on the record and especially some good off the record conversations where you learn more about the league, about teams in the league, and about things that may be happening. So pretty short one here. Uh, we'll have a fuller episode on Sunday evening. I thought FSU represented themselves fairly well. And, uh, you know, they were just, as Mike Norvell said, three head coaches in four years and then a pandemic. It's going to be going to be a bit of a climb and nothing's going to happen real fast. Certainly they hope they can make it back to a bowl game this year, but, uh, but it's all about the process for them, et cetera, et cetera. We'll see you guys next for the, uh, for the full length episode and just figure I'd give us a little teaser. Hope everybody has a great weekend.